What's going on, guys? Welcome to Tim and Nick's Combo Book Picks One Shot. I'm Tim. And I'm Nick. And with us today on the line, we have assembled our Avengers. Big O. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Glad to be on. Big O, you're like the Captain America of the event, oh. of our Avengers. <laughs> Which in my books is a compliment. So. In my book, it's not. Yeah. I take it as a compliment. You're outnumbered, Nick. You're the only fucking person in the world who doesn't like Captain America. You know what? Before I get hate mail, I want people to know that I would appreciate some hate mail. But but after that, <laughs> I would like to say that I actually read Captain America. I do too, and it's great. Yeah. So we might we have to get to the root. It's been it's been eighteen movies now, nineteen movies. We might have to get to the root of this Captain America hate. But um, well, we- it all goes back to Rob Light though, and drawing those giant tits on Captain America. <laughs> but all right. So yeah. really, it's Lob Light, though. Life belt. We're going to play a game at the end of this podcast, and it's going to be fun because I have a hot take on it. But anyway. Ooh, games. Oh, this is hey, exciting. I know. We didn't even prep for this either. This is going to be a this wild card is, I, game. I, I, yeah, this is totally off the cuff. I know. So anyway, we are here from a long hiatus of recording. So sorry for our faithful listeners of two that uh, we haven't recorded in a while. Nick and I have both been kind of busy with actual, our real world life things. So, Well, Tim's got traveling hockey, soccer, ice capades, what was the other thing? I fucking wish that's, I wish that, that I was traveling for sports. I was traveling for work. Oh, never mind. He's traveling for work. I was in a sexy Mankato, Minnesota last evening, actually. Drove back seven hours. Did you go to Shoney's? No, is it, what, are they like headquartered in Mankato? <laughs> I don't know, but they give you a free tokens for the arcade when you get a pizza. <laughs> well, I'll remember that. I'll go to Shoney's next time I'll go that way. But uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Big O, what's, uh, what's new in your side of the uh, side of the camp, my friend? I am getting married in December, and oh, that is what boy. my life is about, that and work. You know, super exciting. Welcome to the to the married life. There you go. Yeah, I'm, Sl- I'm joining you drinks. guys. I'm yeah. walking the plank. It's all over, buddy. Here's my first of advice. Don't refer to it as walking the plank. <laughs> Don't worry. She doesn't listen to this podcast. Refer to it as taking the plunge. <laughs> oh, I sure feel like that better. <laughs> yeah, none of our wives listen to this podcast, let's be honest. So no, <laughs> mine was even on it. She doesn't listen to it. <laughs> And they all don't. They I don't, don't even know if Tim's knows that we record it. No, she. I had. A, <laughs> just like, I don't know what those ago. guys do in that room with the door closed <laughs> for many hours every week. I just told her twenty minutes ago, like, oh, by the way, we're going to be recording. But um, and she said, "What are you recording again?" Wait, you, oh, you still have it? Was like <laughs> every once in a while, I'll throw on the Tim and Nick's podcast T-shirt. She's like, "What is that?" <laughs> <laughs> There's this- a T-shirt. I need. I need a T-shirt. We did well, we had some, but had they some. were all given away. Yeah, we gave away the C2E2, which this is how far behind. Since the last time we recorded, we had C2E2. We had – that's probably it. Oh, we haven't done a summer movie preview, which we're going to hope, hopefully get some of these going in the hopper here soon. But uh, today we are together to discuss what everyone else on the internet has already discussed in nauseam. The girl who wore a Chinese dress to prom. <laughs> I know. I was really upset too. That's Cultural what approbation. What did you say? I don't know. I can't think of the word. What is it? Appropriation. Appropriation. <laughs> oh, we're dipping our toes in the hot territories right out of the gate. But that's actually not what we're going to talk about. We were trying to think about different ways to go about this because as we said, I don't know about you guys, but I've actually kind of read. I've seen it twice. I've read and watched every video. So... I feel like there's a lot of content to, to to kind of digest, so we're trying to think about a different way to approach it. We thought that maybe the best way to do it 
would be to take a look at all the Infinity Stones and kind of track them through the movie. And I think that will kind of take us through the flick and then throughout there we'll kind of go talk about our favorite parts and all that kind of stuff. But before we do that, we're going to talk, we're really going to, we're going to flip the genre on on its head here. And we're going to talk about our least favorite parts first. So really hot takes here. So I'm going to turn it over to Big O. I would love to hear, and this is, so we have not shared our least favorite parts with each other listeners. So Big O, I would like to kick it to you first to share your least favorite part of Avengers Infinity War. Okay, so it's right off the bat. Spoilers, spoilers, by the way, spoilers, I guess, for Avengers. If you're listening to this and haven't seen it, you're you're a psychopath. But sorry, continue. You should probably go see it. At yeah. least a sadist. Um, my least favorite part, and it it's transferred from Thor 3 to this, where the hell is Seth and where the hell is Valkyrie? Why aren't they in these films? Sif. And, oh, yeah, Lady Sif. Huh. Yeah. She Who- wasn't in Thor 3, even though... You know, Hela killed off all of his siblings, all of his buddies. Seth wasn't there, and then Valkyrie, who was like the star, I think, of Thor three. She was kind of the, really the difference maker, in my opinion, of that movie. She's not in this. She's not in it at all. They don't show her dying. They don't show her escaping. Nothing. So where are these people? Here's from what I again, I like I said, I've digested and and consumed a lot of post kind of evaluation, and I've heard different places talk about this there is one line where thor says half of the half of the um fuck asgardians escaped so it's we have to presume that she was part probably maybe leading that mission or leading the half of the escaped asgardians big old that was your least favorite part of this movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm I'm shocked that that is your uh but i I think it speaks to how good the movie is i'm not saying yeah i'm not saying i didn't like that i'm just like no, I mean, you that, guys say it speaks to, like, how great the movie is. I mean, the movie is good. I'm not going to say it's not. But that irritated me for, like, the first hour. Like, they can't show her flying away. They can't do a single scene of, like, Thor calling her or anything. Nothing. I, I don't even remember who you guys are talking about, to be honest. <laughs> you saw Ragnarok, right? Yeah. Valkyrie. At, who was that? That Tessa was his Thompson. sister. It, it Tessa was the, Thompson, yeah. It was the, uh, the Asgardian girl that was already on... The war plan. Oh, she was the Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah. She she wasn't in this. I did I did see an article and they were like, "What?" And someone asked her like, "What?" Yeah, that's kind of stupid. I think that she, I think what honestly I think that we may see like in Avengers four a flashback of her and Korg and like some more Asgardians. Is it going to be like an all women like cast of heroes that save them in the new one? Yeah, there's a rumor there's going to be because like obviously at the end we saw it was like Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, so I'll say I did stay for the end credits first time ever. About damn time. Yeah, and I'm glad I did, kind of. But and I, I guess I'll say on top of that, just to add more, since you guys are so unimpressed with my least favorite part. <laughs> Wasn't really a died. part. He, he's managed yeah, to man. stay alive the whole time, and now he's dead. Heimdall, I, I think he. It's that to me is like Idris Elba was like, "Look, man, I can't be putting these yellow contacts on anymore and this big shit. I just gotta <laughs> really out dry out my eyes." Yeah, he's he's like, but that I, was that was sweet how he died. Yeah, it was. I mean, he served a purpose. He just like opens up the Bifrost and boom, Hulk's gone. And he even said he um he's like, I gotta. He, they they like had to throw it back to uh, dark energy. He's like, All Father, let me conjure this dark energy one last time." Dude, and then Thanos just unleashes on him. Uh, and, and that basically established like Thanos. Yeah. 
in, in, in this movie right from the beginning. And I, I don't want to get too far down this path because I have I have some comments on that too. But we're gonna follow the stones for the story. So, so Bigo, that's interesting though. So least favorite. There's part. a lot of threads in this, and from what you decide, take it. You're like really into the like Thor thread of of the whole Marvel universe. I I don't know if I'm his his thread is the most interesting. I think and. For me, as a movie watcher, I think the first movie is borderline bad. Yeah. Actually, I should say it's it's borderline awful, and it kind of settles in around bad. The first Thor uh, movie or the first Avengers movie? The first Thor. You uh, thought I the second one was better? I thought the second one was good. I like Thor and The then, Dark World. People shit on it, but I, I, I actually like it better than the original Thor as well. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean... And if you look at like IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, they kind of compare Thor with Captain America and I, the original, the first Captain America. And I thought Captain America, the original film, was a great film. Me too. And Thor was a steaming pile of crap. And now I'm kind of bothered. I mean, Thor 3 was great. I liked, like, yeah. Tim, you didn't really care much for that, did yeah, you? Yeah. So. You just didn't like the comedy, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, look, I like, I liked, I like Thor in this. I, my problem with Ragnarok is it just felt like it's so derivative of like the Guardians. Like Thor three wouldn't exist if it just wanted to be a Guardians movie, and that was my problem with it. Okay, yeah, I get that, but it just I still me. liked it a lot. Yeah. I still thought it was funny, but I, I also really liked the Guardians. I think it was, um, yeah. I I, I think my my I, I certainly liked it. I just the I, casting's just so good in these movies. Yeah. It's it's they knock it out of the park. It's, it, in fact, I'll say I, Hemsworth might be the weakest actor, and he's so well, he's so narrowed into Thor that it, it kind of doesn't matter that he's a one-dimensional actor. It's funny you say it. It's a good point because, like, I remember reading early on, like, with uh, Anthony Hopkins, he was, like, complaining on the set of the first Thor, like, how bad of an actor Chris Hemsworth was. Is he bad? I don't think he's bad. No, but he I doesn't I mean, seem I don't bad either. I don't think he seems bad and, and either. And normally I, think I feel like I notice bad acting. I feel like he's really grown since... Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's really he's, grown since the original Thor. I mean, I think he's he's kind of chosen his roles well. Like, I think... Okay, so his opening... Like, okay, so I've seen a lot of his films. He was in Snow White and the Huntsman, which was not a good movie, and he was kind of weak in. He was... Terrible. Terrible. In the Heart of the Sea, which is kind of like about survival and it's about Moby Dick. It's basically the story of Moby Dick. Yeah, that's what I thought it was Moby Dick, right? Yeah. Yeah, and his acting, his accent was awful. Like, it kind of sounds like he's trying to do an American accent, but he kind of can't. And I think Thor, and then he was in Rush. That was good. He was awesome in Rush. I thought. He was, but I think that is kind of. It's the same mood. He's the same character. Type. Yeah, he's a playboy. Like he's a good-looking guy who like. It's like a cocky job. Who's good at like uh, talking to women. I don't, I don't know. How to say. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, and, and he and he played that up well in this. But okay, I, I I like it. So I appreciate that being like kind of a plot hole that you found in this. And yeah. now that I think about it, I I agree. So basically, what you your least favorite thing wasn't even. A thing. It was just a, a plot hole. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, it also. I, I would also include Natalie Portman in this. What happened to her character? Is her character? Is she just like I'm done with these Avengers? Yeah, movies? I was yeah. gonna say those guys are hanging out with Valkyrie. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, they what's said her name? Green. Green. What's that? Jane Gray. Jane Green. What's her name? What's Thor's girlfriend's Jean. name? Jean. 
Not Jean Grey. <laughs> Jane. It's Jane for sure. Jane something. Because um, she's like Thor in the comics right now. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's Jane Foster. Jane Foster. Right, yeah, I feel like a new year. Thank go. you. Well, I think... Um, so is that your least favorite too, Tim? No. my uh, So my least favorite scene was giant Peter Dinklage. Oh, that's mine too. Was it really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was fucking horrible, man. Like, I... My second time around, I waited for that time to go take a piss. I didn't even have to piss that bad, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a piss. <laughs> you might as well to get it over. I might as well get it out because then I will, I will enjoy the last scene more. He... The was scene one, wasn't it's like, bad. It's just his acting. Well, was him, bad. like everything about him to me. Was and bad. the way they made him look like a giant version. It was of like weird. Him. Like, is that not weird? Is that like even like are we gonna look at this in twenty years and it's gonna be like weird? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it gonna almost be like to make like a, a midget, like a giant person? Is this is it wrong? Uh, no. I okay. It felt weird. It yeah, felt weird. It like felt it weird. felt off to but me. It, he just like his acting was just so. Dude, bad. his accent was horrid. It was like it sounded. You know what it sounded like to me? It sounded like wasn't he somebody else? Wasn't he in? He was in these no, movies. He yes, he was. He was um, he was like a rich guy in an in another Marvel movie. You're thinking about X Men. He was in the other. He yeah, was, he's an X Men. That's Marvel, but it's not this. Th- that's Marvel Fox. I mean, yeah. We, it, okay, if we want but, to quibble about that, we could quibble about the fact that. Uh, the guy who plays Thanos is also no, be the completely guy. different. Cable. That's his twin brother. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but his, it's it's actually Josh Brolin from a separate universe. His voice to me sounded like when Peter Quill was like talking to Thor, like yeah, when he's pretending, he's like to pretending like to be deal. like not today, sir. Like that's what Peter or did like was. you know when there's like someone who thinks they're a really good actor and they're like reading Shakespeare lines yes. and like and then you're everyone's just like you're terrible. Yeah, that's what it was like. No, Big O, you're pretty quiet, man. I, I get a feeling that you kind of dug the the Dinklage portrayal here. Uh well, you read me correctly. I I had no problem with it. I thought it was good, and I knew he was in this, but I didn't know what he was going to be. Oh. he's going to be big he's going to be a big person so he was I big thought Arch. maybe he was the bad guy like the big bad guy who's oh, Thanos yeah. who's like underling and I just didn't recognize the voice yet and then he turns out to be this giant midget I guess is what it, we're talking a dwarf he was right a dwarf. like a giant dwarf like I liked it ugh I liked the scene actually like I thought it was cool well, I love I when love, Thor like, like, opens the shutter yeah. and and I liked having Rocket and Groot with Thor. I thought that was a good, like, odd couple. But I, I thought having Peter Dinklage in there was fan service, number one. I think it was, like, fan service-y. I think that he was he did not act very well. And honestly, I was – that – it took me out of the movie and it distracted it's me. It's almost to me like he was like, this is my role. I'm the dwarf guy that makes the thing. Like, that's the best well, you guys could come up with to cast me. And then he, like, kind of, like, just kind of fucked it up. Let's be fair. Peter Dwarf or Peter Dinklage is a is a midget, not a dwarf. There is uh, somewhat of a difference, and right, he's a you're little right, person. Right. I mean, if we're gonna get technical, if we're gonna get politically correct here. Well, no, exactly. I don't mean like technical. <laughs> I just mean like that's what they cast him as. They right. cast him as a dwarf. He, like his 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 yeah his like in the the world, these were the dwarves. Like the dwarves were these giant welders, and like so in that scene. Groot was able to pick up the axe. Yeah, so, so is it like different guess, than Molnar? Like he can pick. 
the, I mean, we don't know up. yet, right? Like, because Peter really Dinklage's character also like knocks the casting off the table that has the what was he called? Stormbreaker. Call Stormbreaker. So we don't know I yet. Thought that w- I thought that was weak to like involve Groot. Like, I don't necessarily know if that was my least favorite part. It's kind of close, but I mean, like, so Groot is now part of the axe. I think that's kind of what they were going. I thought that was a stretch. Why wouldn't you have the handle right by? The cast, like, why wouldn't you keep them together? That didn't. That was seemed to be a stretch. Peter Dinklage was too busy not acting good. <laughs> I liked where the, it. Where was the handle? <laughs> I liked it. Groot was like this weird, like angsty teen, kinda and they kind of gave him a reason to like. He's like he comes into his own and realizes he has to choose between being his angsty teen or like actually helping them. I like the I like the Groot's kind of the handle. I think that's kind of a, a nice touch. You know, it's a little bit of a different touch. I. I dug it. I, I, but here's what I'm I'm hearing though, though, is that I think if we're going to pick up a thread that was the weakest of the movie, it was it was the side adventure of Rocket, Thor, and Groot. Um, well, I, my my favorite thread in all this was Guardians of the Galaxy, and and Thor was pretty entwined in that, so, so I would disagree with that. I I, I, agree, I agree. What do, what do we think though here about so? It, Ragnarok was all about him not needing a hammer. Like he's the god of thunder, right? And like he he empowers the the I guess he empowers himself as the thunder god, right? Yeah. So doesn't this just undo all that? Why does he have to even need this weapon? It kind of double undoes it because he loses his eye, and then he gets a robot eye, and then he and yeah then... that I did I didn't really need the robot eye. It's I like the tie into the other movie, but. That was kind of, I, was I like, think they what? just didn't. I think Chris Hemsworth just didn't want to have. A, he didn't want to have an iPad anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're talking, since you guys both had the same least favorite part, I'll I'll throw in another least favorite part. So they bring Red Skull back, which I was praying that they were going to bring Red Skull back. That's obviously the villain in the first Captain America movie. Yeah. I even like how they brought him in. He's some sort of stone keeper for the Soul Stone, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's not Hugo Weaving. It's some other dude. It wasn't. I thought it the whole time, like, that's not Hugo Weaving. Like, I can recognize his voice. You're right. It's not Hugo Weaving because it's, uh, uh, who did I think Hugo Weaving was? <laughs> Viggo Viggo Mortensen. It's Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's touch on that when we get to I confused to the Hugo Weaving with Viggo Mortensen let's, let's, earlier. I say we revisit that, Viggo. I say we come back okay. to that. So, well, let's just go into the stone. Yeah, let's go into the stone. So, like, because. Uh, we can start with the Soul Stone. No, no, let's start with, let's go in order. Let's go in order of the stones as they appear in the movie. The first stone was the Power Stone? The Power Stone, right. So do we all understand, like, the Power Stone and how he has it and all that kind of stuff? Gives him power? Well, where did he, where did he get it from? Do you know this, Nick? Uh, who had the Power Stone to begin with? So... The Power Stone was on Xandar, which is the planet from the first Guardians of the Galaxy, where they win the dance-off, and then they store the Power Stone with the Nova Corps. So it's the, so honestly, we'd be better, you guys are the comic book experts, we'd be better off if we went with colors for me. Purple. Because <laughs> it's power. purple. Yeah. In the comic, so the comics, they're so different when he, colors. So when it, he took over right. Xandar, and, and, and then he got um, uh, Gamora... That's yep. when he got the power stone. No, that was a flashback, homie. But I, I thought maybe he had the power stone for a long time. No, no. So okay, 
it Thor says this too. Thor has a line of dialogue. He's like, "Well, last week he he raided Xandar and he took the Power Stone." So basically, it happened off screen. It happened off screen. Yep. Purple Stone. That's why I was confused. I thought it happened a long time ago, and he just had. And no. this was just. I thought he always had like one. So recently he got it, but but that's when he says like he killed all the people in Xandar. Yes. So he got it at the off so how, so he just used his minions to get at that one because he didn't have any powers at that point. I guess no so, pun intended. My question well, is, he, oh, go ahead. he didn't use minions because what he had been doing prior to having any of the stones is going from planet to planet and killing half of the people, which is how he got Gamora as his daughter, right? Right. right. So then I assume he showed up on Xandar, used his crew, killed off half, and took the power stone, which was in Guardians 1. Yeah, that's what you can assume, that he just like took it. Or he knew that the power stone was there. And he, he didn't go through the genocide part of it and just went there to get the Power Stone. They, Thanos the is such a fucking great character. They just they like said he did do the genocide. Did that he? Okay. 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 So so that okay. So that's how he got the Power Stone. So he had that at the beginning. At when, the beginning, and then he sent. Um, I can't remember what his minions. Well, I have names a, hold on, I have a comment about this, right? So, what about what's so everyone was talking? So like how he goes toe to toe with Hulk, right? Like right at the beginning, like that he fight. takes him out like right away. Yeah. Do you think? I have a feeling that the only reason he was able to do that is because he already had the power stone in his gauntlet. I, I don't. Do you guys I mean, Thanos that? is pretty powerful to begin with, but this how I mean, powerful this is, is going to come more from you guys than me. I mean, I, I'm not sure what race of alien he is. Or what his superhuman powers are before he has the stones, or his are his superpowers related strictly to the stone? I mean, I, I don't know the answer to that question. You guys might. <sighs> See, it's fake. Not really. It's, no, it's kind of like I think he is powerful. I, I I don't think he's as powerful as a Hulk. I think the whole idea is that Hulk is because they're always like we have a Hulk. Like Hulk is the, the strongest. Most powerful. Right. So maybe it was just that you know Hulk was kind of like not in it. Like Hulk did not want to fight. I think Hulk yeah. is still feeling pissed about the whole well, thing I, that happened on the uh, the battle planet, and so he just was like, eh, kind of like half assed. No, I, no, I think that the the the, the loss to Thanos is why he didn't want to come. Oh, out. He yeah, was scared. Like, he was like, it, then yes, then you're probably right. It must have been the power stone. I think it was the power so, stone. So so basically, he has the power stone that sets up fighting Hulk, who's basically powerful. So right, so he's able to take out ipso the Hulk. facto. There you go. <laughs> and know, like, and the right. Hulk doesn't want to come out because he's he's basically scared of Thanos because he's never taken a beanie like that. Because Thanos is strong and he's trained. She so just whooped yeah. his ass. He's got a scrotum chin. He does. He's got a bald chin. So that's when he gets the power stone. So then after that, they space stone. go back. Uh, Blue stone. Space stone. We got to cover that one. Which one's the, the space stone? The tesseract. Oh, that's the one he gets with when he kills Loki. Correct. So that one is, and, and Loki's just had this on him. Well, he took it at the end. He took it at Ragnarok. What yep. What is the space stone do? It opens the portals, like you can travel to space. So he can. So it's basically like the Bifrost. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Okay, yeah. so once he gets that, so now he's got the power to beat the Hulk, and then he takes. No, he doesn't have it yet. He beats the. Does he get the power stone and then beat? No, Hulk? he no, already he, had the well, power stone. He has the power stone right at the beginning. The purple. He got stone. that in Xandar. He got remember? that on Xandar off screen before he shows up in the fight. Okay, the sorry, I meant, I meant the space stone. Does he get the space stone and then beat Hulk? No, he gets the space stone after he beats uh, Hulk. He, Hulk's already been removed because of the Bifrost right before Himdale dies. Yep, and then okay, okay. and then um, Loki has hidden 
the the space stone. Okay, so now the we have tesseract ha- which he right. picked up in Guardians Three. Yeah, and he crushes the tesseract, and then right. the space stone's inside of it. Correct, and that and that I mean that was the MacGuffin of you know the f- Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah, it was in um. It was what was utilized in the first Avengers movie too to open the portal. Was the, the Tesseract? Yep. So, so now he's got power and he can travel. Correct. And so this is this is kind of a weird thing for me. Why did he send the fucking other minion guys to go because, get the? Why did he just go get it? Because he doesn't. Well, a couple reasons. He doesn't think that the he doesn't like respect the Earth people. He doesn't think that they're like he doesn't think the people of Earth are strong enough to fight his minions, let alone himself. He doesn't think he. Needs yeah, them. I guess. But, all right. Well, that's nitpicky. So, well, because if he just shows up on Earth, the movie's over in a in a buck twenty five, and then right, what he got, right. Know? So he sends he sends the Hulk one and the um, which the one? guy that can like make everything the fly. Doctor Strange of like like he was he was a wizard he was a, a sorcerer so that's where yeah so he sends those two and then and then he sends um the other two to get the mind stone and which from, two stones are they going to get they're going to get the yellow one is the mind stone which is in and the time stone vision's forehead and then the time stone which is the Gamata for dr strange so uh what is the mind stone so the mind stone is kind of vague too they don't really like say what it the just lets you like does. see everything maybe that's how i think the mind stone he can see like the what the future could bring yeah i think it's kind of like my control sort of what um so 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 wait a second just to interrupt here so at one point loki had two of the 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 six stones correct he had the mind and the tesseract he did he did he had the mind stone and the tesseract yes you're right that's a great point when did he have the mind stone it was in his staff oh and what staff and avengers the first avengers had the mind stone in it oh okay and then he had the test. And then they took the Mind Stone. And then I actually never saw Age of Ultron. So, but they had to use the Mind Stone to like power Vision. Like save Kinda, Vision. Kind of, yeah. Why do we invite this guy? I know. <laughs> He's seen six of the 19 movies. Um, so, <laughs> let's just go to the Mind Stone then. Since they both, they basically went to get two at the same time. Well, that's the last one they actually get. Yeah, that's the last one they get. So. Well, let's just go to the first scene where they're trying to get it. Because I want to talk about that. When they're fighting... Black Scarlet Widow, Witching. and then did you guys know who it was when it's like the random shadow guy that just yeah. pops up? How did oh, you yeah. know? I thought it was Bucky actually. After it was in the it was in the trailers when he's like stepping out of the oh okay. If you have the train. All right, so he sends he sends the girl and the like hooded guy, hooded elf guy to go get yep. the Mind Stone from like the. Did the girl just look like the bad guy from the Ragnarok movie? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was yeah. the same. So she, they're going to get it. So they're trying to. Those two were kind of weak. Of all the like, of all the people, they're kind of weak. So she, they tracked down Vision and actually, I was, which made sense because they basically fought human, right? I actually was kind of taken aback when dude when Vision got like stabbed in the chest. They were like just t- chilling, like gonna get some kebabs. Like, and then, well, the previous did a good job making you think that that was the one he got first, right? Because they show like him getting hit the mind stone, but they have it like being removed from his like chest or no, his head. head, and they like have the like that staff in there. Mm-hmm. And then it was interesting because that ended up being the last. Yeah. Well, and then you guys talk about those two being the weakest. I think those are the actual the last two to die because the wizard dies far before that. Yep. And then the big guy gets taken out at the final at the Wakanda battle. The way the wizard dies is so cool. It was. 
We'll come back to that. We'll cut. We're gonna track that. All so. right. So so anyways, the, so, so that's the Mindstone didn't get got, but that we we find Cap. That's how they introduced Captain America back into it. He's been in his like forty days in the desert kind of shit. Not gonna right? lie, I I geeked out when when Cap came though. Like that, just the music. I was pissed. I was thinking he wasn't gonna be in this. <sighs> he was. <laughs> He wasn't in it enough, in my opinion. Oh my. What did you oh, think, Big O? Oh, jeez Louise. Um, here's what I don't understand. Why does Iron Man need to exist? He, Iron Man could just give his suit to Captain America, and he would be so much better. I mean, let's just eliminate Iron Man from the play. Well, because th- if you did that, you would have one giant... Why, you you kind of want to have two like really powerful guys. Right. <laughs> Anyways, so, so I actually really enjoyed the scene... With Doctor Strange, I've, I've okay. I'll admit it. Also, I've never seen Doctor Strange, but I kind of want to watch it now because the scenes with him, I thought he was really good. And that first scene, so when now we're bouncing back over there. Is this is awesome. what we're gonna do. Well, no, no. We, we, the Mind Stone goes to the end, so technically we're going back to the Time Stone now. Because that's, okay, since since Nick hasn't seen Doctor Strange, <laughs> my opinion of Doctor Strange is this: I thought it was a fine film, but I kind of thought it crossed the line between a superhero movie and a comic book movie, if you understand what I'm saying, it was almost too weird for like general audience. My fia- Yeah. For yeah. my fiance, I guess I'll say. And I think that him as a character, I know like we saw it with our buddy drew and his wife, like we saw it my second time. And that's what she kind of said too. She's like, even like Dr. Strange in this movie, she was like, I don't know. He was a little weird, a little bit too much with his like hands doing his hands. But I loved him. I personally loved him. I thought he his acting was good, and I thought that. Well, it's better at Cumberbatch. I mean, he's well, a great obviously, the but I, I think his care. I shouldn't just say his acting. His acting is good, but his the writing for him was good, and his character uh, really drove this plot like and kind of cemented it for me, like so, the ending. Nick, you didn't see you didn't see Doctor Strange, and I. Uh, so Big O, I know you saw it. So it can't be that good because it's still on I Netflix. Actually, I actually think that like. <laughs> I didn't really like Doctor Strange that much as a solo movie. I thought that like they tried to make him too much like Tony Stark, like too too quippy and too, and he was kind of weak. And you I just don't like comedy. I think that he was like really good in this. I actually really like Doctor Strange in Infinity War. I, yeah, I like Doctor Strange as a general character, and I think part of me is basing this off of Benedict Cumberbatch's portrayal of Sherlock Holmes, who as a character I love when. Tony Stark plays him. Um, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. Two Sherlock Holmes. One movie. (laughs) Benedict Cumberbitch. So, I mean, I think that character kind of syncs well with the... So, for me, the Doctor Strange movie worked, and I liked him equally in this as I did in the Doctor Strange movie itself. I've actually seen the Doctor Strange movie relatively recently, so... It's honestly, I think that probably of all the movies to go back to after like before like post infinity war doctor strange is probably the one that go back to because it has more to do with the time i feel like it has more to do with the the time stone stone than the other movies have really i almost feel like the other movies like oh wait yeah there were infinity stones we can tie them all i I feel like this wasn't actually like designed to be this way it just somehow fortuitously worked out where maybe Doctor Strange was written more like, okay, we already we have, have this to idea, introduce the time, so stuff. we know we can do that now. I agree, and I, I definitely think to your point, bit earlier point, Big O, there's no way they thought about Loki yielding two Infinity Stones. I didn't even think about they, that until right now. I don't they even. Had to, because most people don't even two know two Infinity Stones in the first Avengers movie, and they, Thanos was already a character at that point, right? 
Yeah, but like it's crazy to think about like that he had to, and then he just lost both of them. Well, that's why I'm glad we're talking about this because I don't really feel that the average casual fan really even realized that what the Infinity Stones were or that they had anything to do with right anything. Well, did did so Thanos dispatches Loki to get the Tesseract? Well, but he gives him a stone. So did Loki have the mind? Did uh, <laughs> That's Thanos a good point. have the mind stone at one point? I guess so, because yeah, he gives him the staff to go to Earth. Wow, oh, man, plot holes. Wow, that is that's crazy. How do we not think of that? That's so why the up. fuck would he ever give him the? Mind There's no stone? way Thanos would have given up. Like, no, he cares about it more than his own daughter. The re- the the. The Loki staff being an Infinity Stone is 100% a retcon. Yeah. They, they messed that retcon. up. There's no way that when they wrote the first Avengers that they thought that that, that staff was a, a mind stone. Because number one, they changed the color of it. Because remember, in in the Avengers, that little gem is blue. And then they cut it open in Age of Ultron. And then there's a yellow stone. <laughs> Convenient. Well, in a pair well, and in the comics, the Mind Stone is blue, by the way. From I, I, I not that, that matters, but <laughs> no, really doesn't. Okay, so, so we've got the last stone. We've got the. So we haven't touched on the Soul Stone. We haven't touched on what's the other one? Well, we didn't oh, really talk about. Stone. We didn't really talk about the Time Stone, but but Doctor Strange obviously has the Time Stone. It's a great segue to pull him and include Tony Stark and Spider Man, um, who has. A really good the relationship between Spider Man and Tony Stark is like one of the best parts of yeah. this. So they had to write that. They, so A plus kudos to connecting the writers that. for for doing that and 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 bringing Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, and Spider Man onto uh, what's the planet that Thanos is from? Titan. It's the next stone, the Reality Stone, the Red Stone. I don't even remember that one. Right, the Red Stone is on, from Thor on. two, which I assume you didn't see either. Uh, no, I saw Thor too. That's a def- okay. That's definitely a retcon. What was the red stone again? Because it was like I just said it, but I forgot. Reality um, stone. Reality so stone. like in that movie, in Thor two, was like blood tornadoes and just like red mist everywhere. But then it's like a the reality stone. Like I, I really don't think that that they because you didn't see Thor two, but like who it, had the red stone in this movie? So it, I let's forgot. track it. So Thor two happened, right? Yeah. They contain the. Ether is what they called it in in Thor two. They contained it into a box, which is the stone, and they gave it to the collector. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. De- Denicio Beltoro, correct? Who was from the first Guardian? So who was in the last Star Wars. Yes. Ugh. Is that the same DJ. character? Is that a crossover? Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That. Well, Benicio del Toro is the only thing that's good about the last Star Wars. Come on, man! We don't have time for this. We're not getting. Into we don't it. even have time okay, for this. Maybe for the solo movie, we can branch off. Well, into that. Yeah, we'll no. talk about it. But Jesus, I oh, that's wrong, Big O. No, that is wrong. Sorry, and I like the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Benicio you. del Toro is is he's he's, he's let me just say he's b- 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 bad in that movie. <laughs> Okay, your stutter was excellent, but he was the only thing that was good about that movie. I love Benicio del Toro all the way from the Usual Suspects to oh, yeah. Star okay. Wars Eight. Um, so anyway, anyways, how do they repackage the? So, what's, the what's the Red Stone again? Reality, <laughs> reality stone. So here, all right, let's track this right. So Thor, this is how we get to the Guardians. So the, the Guardians are responding to the distress call from Thor's ship. They pull up, get Thor, bring him in. Then those two split off, and they so Peter. 
Gamora, and uh, Drax, like half the Guardians. So Drax and then Mantis go to nowhere to get the Reality Stone. Save oh that right, okay, yeah, and then. Then, but he had already gotten it when they got there. Right. Which I thought, I actually really liked that. That was really cool. So they kind of turned cool. it on its head. Like, yeah. oh, okay, they're going to come up with this, this great plan. And then there we go. That just, he was already there. He had the stone and, and basically. Kudos to Chris Pratt in yeah. those scenes and like bring the feels. He brings the feels. And um, the bubble machine, the bubble the gun. Like, dang. Yep. Yeah, that was a good. That was, that was a powerful, powerful, well acted scene by Chris Pratt and uh, Gamora, Zoe Saldana. Yep, I agree. I agree with you on that. I, and I really, for me, Guardians of the Galaxy really became the focal point of the series, and and I think it's like pretty amazing. It's like they took a chance on Guardians of the Galaxy, right? It became really popular. And now, to me, like their main line Avengers has, like, become mostly Guardians of the Galaxy. The characters are frankly better than the Avengers characters. So what? That's a that's an interesting point because like, what would have happened if Guardians of the Galaxy would have failed? Like, what if that movie would have bombed? Like, this movie would have been not as good. You know what I mean? Like, we could people would have been jazzed about. There it. There would have been a lot more Captain America in this. So, well, I mean, I think there's. There's really only like Chris Pratt. I mean, it's kind of goofy because all of the characters are comic relief, as well as being having these actual personalities. And I think, not to belabor back to Star Wars, but they tried to do this in Star Wars and they screwed it up because Star Wars isn't like that. But all of those characters function as comic relief and have real like. Damaged, I get damage done to them. Like you know, Rocket obviously was created in a lab. Chris Pratt was abandoned by his parents, and his mom died. Gamora is like this, essentially a slave. She got daddy uh, issues, big time daddy. Yeah, issues. and then uh, Drax even he's he's definitely comic relief, but he's obviously got the death of his family to Thanos. He's actually a very tragic character. Yeah, and like he shadows it all by trying to be like. Not only like funny, but kind of pretending like he's dumb. And the, the, their, their their thing is they're all like damaged people, right? They all come with a lot of baggage, and they all kind of find each other. And like they, you know, is there an echo in here? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, so all right, um, redstone. I get I, the redstone. Go ahead, Big O. I, I would like to comment on Thanos's actual abilities. So Thanos has the power stone, and he kicks Hulk's ass, right? Right. And then his power doesn't really seem to increase until he gets the time stone. And in that time, he gets the Tesseract. He gets the red stone, the, the mist, time stone. And is he, does he just get, and he gets the, uh, no, it, it, you mean the reality stone. Two. So he gets, he gets purple well, colors, right? He gets purple, blue, red. Those are the first three yeah. he gets. So he gets power, he gets power, space, space and reality. Reality. And then from there, we find out that, that Gamora knows where the soul stone is. Reality actually is what kind of like cascades him to getting more stones because he's able to basically trick everyone. And I also, so I, I, you bring up a good point, Big O, because I think that his power set is kind of vague. I think that, yeah. that, that, and my kind of, I guess, rationalization of that is that I, you got to imagine he doesn't really know what he's doing. Oh, 
I'll, I'll let you finish this, but just well, I want to say something. His power set is that he can handle all the Infinity Stones. Right. And most, and that's like. No one's ever had No one's been know. able to do that. Right. And he has the gauntlet to help him, but it would destroy anyone. And, and he's some type of being that it doesn't destroy him. Right. So he's able to wield this power. And so he kind of feels as if he's the chosen one to do his thing, which he thinks is destroy half the universe to save the universe. He thinks it's right. his calling to do because he has the power to wield all the infinity. And I think like he probably doesn't know exactly how to wield them all. And I think that's where I think we'll kind of see potentially a bit in the next Avengers is, you know, Thanos thinks of it as a weapon, but there's got there's probably so much more to the stones and what they could do together than just cause damage. Yeah. And I think that like probably someone like Captain Marvel is going to come in and show the Avengers that, and that's probably where that story will go. But like, uh, yeah, cause she's been like cruising the cosmos, like learning about this stuff. Right. And then she'll be like, Oh, you guys don't realize that. Like there's it's not this, just this, a and this, or, or like this isn't the most, but there is something that can defeat this blah, blah, blah. And I think that, uh, I think that, like the way I've rationalized it, like I've seen a lot of people bitching about like his inconsistent power. Thanos doesn't really, and I would say like it's probably because he just doesn't really know how to wield them all. I mean, it's not like he's had these before. Like he doesn't have any practice with them. It's the first time he's getting them in his hand, and yeah, he has one goal in mind: is to kill everybody. And he's just kind of messing around with the other ones to see what they but do. But that's why Thanos is so great in this movie. Is it'd be boring for him just to be about oh I'm powerful and I can destroy people and kill right. people, and all I care about is that. He's like so human. In this. I know, He's and great. and so um, are we on the la- are we on the Soul Stone? No, yes. well, yeah, the fourth yeah. one. So we're on the Soul Stone now. And, and wait, before we get to the Soul Stone, I just okay. So the Soul Stone, the Power Stone, the Reality Stone, the Time Stone, the Mind Stone. I'm, not I'm missing one. Um, the, well, we haven't gotten to the um power. It's pot. Well, so, so power, power space, space reality reality okay, the space. Who had the space before Thanos? It was the it was the cosmic cube. It was the tesseract. Keep up, big okay, O. Oh. That was I thought that was, power, thought that was the power stone. Power's purple. That was the one on Xandar. All right. So going into the soul stone, big O. You said you there was something that you want to talk about with the soul stone. Okay. So he gets the power zone. Power. He gets the power stone from Xandar. He takes down Hulk, and then in that the next time he gets the reality stone, the space stone, and the soul stone. Yep. And then he takes on Iron Man, and it's like a close battle. Like, And I will actually say that's my favorite part of the movie is that battle scene. Yeah. Even though I, I prefer Captain America to Iron Man, I thought that was the most powerful scene. And even like Thanos kind of recognizes it and makes a comment like, you know, on Earth you should be recognized for your – effort essentially he's like all that for a drop of blood well i'm sorry that you like uh captain america more than iron man but i'll say like that was a cool scene but you it was it was it was doctor strange spider-man and iron man basically taking on Thanos. they all fought him for yeah yeah. and and and, but but it was tony stark that figured out like you can't let him clench his fist or you're fucked because he's gonna actually i think doctor strange figured that out because he told he told the cloak but we're, we're getting too ahead of ourselves we got to stick to our, our yeah yeah. Let's, our map. We're, Let's we're talk talking about stone. the Soul Stone, right? Soul Stone. Okay. So Soul Stone was the one big O that Gamora and Thanos went to get because it was on uh, Faramir. Yeah, some some Faramir name. Lord she of said. the Ringsy. Yeah, when she said it, I thought Lord of the Rings. So let me well, ask you guys: Hugo Weaving, who originally played Red Skull, exactly. Was in Lord of the Rings. Yes, I will say this: even though it wasn't Hugo Weaving, the, I I think that the 
besides the end, the only time that I was like genuinely surprised in this movie was the Red Skull cameo. I, some kid next to me said it's the Red Skull. I wouldn't even have known it was That's the Red Skull. I, it kind of looked like him, but I was like, wow, whatever. I thought that was really cool. They never really said it was the Red Skull. He mentions no, that like he when talks he talks that he yielded the tesseract. Yeah, he yielded a stone. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I would not have remembered that. I don't think average people watching this remember. I did. Like the tesseract. I knew instantly. Me too. But it's you know what? It, but you guys you are a little more like the thing is you don't observe about movies. You don't have to like you could still enjoy that scene and not know that. But like to us, it was that's just my like, point. Really like, nice. That wasn't even the part I cared about. The scene that that was my favorite scene. But it was because. Again, it humanized Thanos, and it was like, here's the sacrifice he had to make. Yeah. And it was like, Josh Brolin's acting was great. The CGI was great. Like, uh, just like the culmination of so many movies into that scene where he's like, this is it. This is where like I can't turn back. And I have to decide right now, like, am I actually going to do this? Am I, you know, is it worth sacrificing the thing that I love? For something that I believe so adamantly in, and do I actually believe in it? And then he decided that he did. I, uh, I, it's, it's kind of surprising, like that, that I actually thought that, that I, I was surprised that the Soul Stone was not something familiar. I was surprised that we went somewhere that we've never seen on to this, to that planet that you never yeah, heard of, right? To and then Red Skull's just and there. the Red Skull's just there. Like, I really thought that I, I actually thought like Wakanda was gonna have the Soul Stone. I thought that made a lot of sense because the whole like, astral plane kind of thing that they can do and talk to the spirit world oh yeah you know that's but a, yeah i that's interesting take but then but then you have three two stones on earth right exactly yeah you got too many it's stones midgard though it's like the, it is. it's, it's like, like the like center of the universe basically it's the it's the crossroads of of the universe just like indiana it's the crossroads of america oh uh, yeah <laughs> okay. uh anyway, but um so Okay, that's see, I agree. And one thing a lot of people are talking about is like how flawed. Like you made this, just made this point, Nick. But the the, the CGI in this was particularly Th- like Thanos was freaking flawless. It was perfect. It was didn't even bat an eye that he wasn't a real. Character. I like how they made him sound like a normal dude. Me too. They didn't make him sound like like crazy, like deep or like, like Peter Drinkwitz. Yeah, Peter he, exactly. No. <laughs> He he had a lot of emotion in his voice. It was like Josh Brolin's voice. Yeah, he was just a good actor. Like he was awesome. And it was like, I don't know. He was just so, so human. The one thing I didn't like about the Soul Stone, though, is so essentially Thanos. So Thanos was the slave keeper to Gamora in some manner, right? Right. And so he basically had other people one of whom is her sister, beat the hell out of Gamora, right? But then he loved her. That was the one part that kind of threw me off. I I, I wish they would have uh, made it seem like, I, I guess I don't know how else to do it, but in a way seem like, okay, he really didn't love Gamora, even though he thinks he did. He really didn't. Like, that wouldn't have worked, and he would have had to sacrifice something else. I don't know. Well, they don't, seemed- they don't really get into thanos backstory and like who his parents were and like how he was raised so like what he experienced as like a child and like his idea of what like love is in that sense and i think i think it was like pretty twisted i think he's kind of like yeah i mean he's like a warrior right like i mean i i do think that that's where that flashback where he he there was a young gamora where there was like the 
he he sees a young Gamora, right? Like in his mind, he just he just pictures, and it, it, that happens again later on after he snaps his fingers. He sees the young Gamora again. So like in his mind, I think he still pictures her as that young. The, he even calls her little one the whole time. So he sees sure. her. He sees her as that young child. He doesn't see her as like the person that he he tortured and grew up to like fight her sister. He sees her as this little girl that he saved and he loved her because of that is his like but obviously daughter. he really did love her because he got the he soul stone. had to sacrifice something he really loved to get the soul stone but i would say the soul stone is the only one that we don't really know what it does is it the most powerful one arguably yes or is the mind stone i i think it's like in the comics the soul stone is i think it's the soul stone and i think that what happens at the end of this movie which we'll get to it is is soul stone related oh well let's just go on to the mind stone then well, we got to do the time stone. We still haven't got it. The- oh, we haven't done. Yeah. Whoa, we still have two more stones. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's so much to unpack in this movie, man. It's crazy. so they, so the time stone. Um, this is interesting. So that so they're fighting on Titan for the time stone, and uh, we know that um, uh, Doctor Strange has seen like a million different outcomes that could happen, and so people are like, "Well, why would Doctor Strange do that? Why would he like sacrifice it?" Well. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Like, it's he, the only one he that knew works. that the only solution was one in which Tony Stark saves people, and I and I and I think that's like full circle with Avengers, right? right. Iron Man began it. Iron Man's gonna end it. And, yep. and for people who like read the comics, Iron Man's pretty pretty big deal in the, in the comics. In the comics, yeah. and so um, I think he realized like I have to sa- sacrifice this to save Tony Stark so he can save everyone, and that's why. He made the decision to relinquish this, basically the time stone to Thanos. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you. I think that the only the only way that the only thing victory ultimate victory that they could have is giving up the time stone. I don't think he gave it up on his own. Who's the battle to win the war? Right. I thought though they were weak for not having him say that. So Doctor Strange is disappearing, right? And he has one last word to Tony Stark. He says, "Why didn't he just say?" This is the one way because he made a comment. He, he like, did say that. He said it earlier, though. He, he said this is that was. He said no. He said it right before he disappeared. He said this. It was the only way. He did say that. Yeah, and I he. Thought, yeah, I thought what he said was more cryptic than that. Well, he had two lines. One, he said we're in the end game now. Yeah, he said that yes, one. That's what he said. But, but earlier, he also in said an earlier it, scene, he had said like, "There's." I, I watched a million, like a millions of different ways. How many were there? There was only one, and then he says. This is the only way. Well, he said that right before he he flaked off. He said it was the only way. My favorite meme of that was the uh, windows. Um, <laughs> it was like a picture of the windows, and it said, "Mr. Gates, it hurts." I don't feel so, and then, I don't feel so good, Mr. Gates. And then the windows <laughs> just like, disappear. So, I, um, you already said this, Big O, but my favorite part was was that fight against Thanos on Titan. Like when yes, they were all fight, that was awesome. That was like, there's so many moments to geek out about on that. Like from the shit that Doctor Strange was doing to like Spider Man flying through the portals to like, oh yeah, that's cool. Peter Quill using his like gravity thing to hold his arm down. Like it was shit. Even for me, like the Peter Quill snapping and like that's... that was frustrating. It was meant to be frustrating, but that was frustrating. Yeah. I agree with Nick or uh, sorry Tim on this one. Uh, that was pissing me off. I'm like Quill, hold it together, man. Like, dude, for two seconds they had the glove off. Like Spider Man had I it off. It. I love I love that stuff. Like make him like it's true to his character. Look, it was true to his character. I I agree with you. Like it 
it was true to what Peter Quill would have done. He doesn't think he acts and he would have done something dumb like that. But it's still frustrating as fuck because they like could have had the gauntlet off. They were like, it was off his hand and then he like scooped it back up. Once again, Chris Pratt, yeah. fucking bit actor from uh, Re- Parks, and uh, Parks and Rec made this like whole thing. I still think that, yeah, I think I still just think it's all part of the plan though. I really do. Like, I don't know what that plan is going to be. I think we're going to find that out in Avengers Four. So they, so they got, so now they got the Soul Stone. So now he's got the, now he's got the Time Stone. Time Stone. He's got the time stone. So then he goes. He's like, "Fuck off! I'm going to Earth." And that's when he he joins the Battle of Wakanda, which what, Battle of Wakanda, awesome. I mean, there's so much, so much to unpack there. It was fucking awesome. We, I just don't know if we have the time to go into it. We we don't. Um, I will say my favorite scene of the whole movie, though, for it really was my favorite scene. Um, was the scene where Captain America's like trying to rip the gauntlet off and just gets jacked right in the puss. <laughs> Boom! Thanos just nails him. You oh, bitch. Dude, I jumped Captain up. America is like hating actual America. Seriously. No. no I just think not. you say, I think you're just contrarian. You just like to be contrarian. That's all it is. I just, no. He's so boring. Oh. Uh, so the two out of the, like, probably the, some of the two best Marvel movies are not Civil War and. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is number one. I Dude, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, but it's more as cool because of Bucky. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Man. <laughs> yeah, Bucky and doesn't Robert make those movies. Oh my god. See, he's fucking with us. He's just fucking. I'm not. With I'm not. I'm serious. Like, I, I, he's not. I do not. He's not my favorite. I'm. I'm not. I'm not serious that I. I. To be honest, I, it's not that I don't like Captain America, the character. That I really, I do. I read Captain America. I do like Captain America. I just don't like his. He, I just don't think he's not my favorite. He's not even close to my favorite part of these movies. Okay. What was the podcast you guys did where Nick pretended he liked a movie? That <laughs> be Superman. <laughs> I'm so convinced like he actually did like it. I still think he liked it, and then he just like was didn't want to say he liked it at the end. <laughs> I still think I still think that's what happened. You'll never know. So, anyway, back to the Mind Stone, the last stone. Um, Cool scene in the woods where Thanos is just kind of going through the full potential, just mowing down pretty much all the Avengers. I do love the scene where Cap catches the gauntlet. I also love that (laughs) Scarlet Witch had to see Vision die twice. (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. Brutal. I don't think Vision's dead. No, neither do I. I think that I mean they've kind of sowed some some hints about that. How they were saying how the Mind Stone was only one part of Vision. Like he's a little bit of Ultron. He's a little bit of Tony. He's a little like he's well, plus a, Black Panther's sister. You know, she, will she like got it done. I actually think she it wasn't was going to fail. This other podcast I listened to that was saying that like they'll think they think that they'll bring the Vision back, but he won't be. He'll just be a mindless robot. He won't remember. He'll just be like an AI. Yeah, he'll just be like that'd be that'd be that'd be interesting. And he'll be like the that'd be even harder. Version. Well, I guess Scarlet Witch disintegrated. But that's what will bring her him back is when she comes back, and then that'll be the spark that bring him back from like this. Like I don't know if I'd drone. like that. I could see well, some wait, shit since, like that. Since we talked about Scarlet, do we want to talk about the characters that died? I think we should. Yeah, absolutely. So. The, to to cap off this this whole <laughs> stones the cap off this whole stones this fool's errand of following the stones throughout this movie that we decided to do he uh, Thanos just rips it right from fucking right from his head kills Vision and then Thor comes down chops him in the chest 
he snaps his fingers, and here we go. So I don't even remember who died. Basically, like, who so didn't die? The only people that didn't die were like their original Avengers, like Captain the original, Rocket, and Rocket, and Nebula, and War Nebula, Machine, yep. and War Machine. For some reason, was Thor still alive? Yes, the Thor original was. Avengers. Yes, but he's kind of like a god, so he wasn't. Yeah. Gonna die. Well, I don't know. So. Do you think Peter Dinklage is going to be in the next one? I fucking hope not. <laughs> I, I hope he is. Oh. Um, so, what's your take? But I as mean, the character from X-Men. <laughs> he comes back as the guy that makes Sentinels. So, <laughs> big other. I mean, it's kind of, it's it's a bold move, right? But we know that these characters aren't dead. Like, they're not for sure dead. Like, they're coming back. Like, there's no... They can't be dead. Right. But... I think that like there is going to be some kind of status quo shift here. Like I, I don't know what it's going to be, but they're going to make the multiverse. Well, I, you know what? I think that's a good point. I think that that's a possibility. I think that we could have a multiverse where all those guys that disappeared, they're going to be on their own universe, and then we have all the other people in their universe. It's like the two never existed. You guys are comic booking this. I think it's much simpler than that. So first of all, you got to think about the characters that died. Outside of the Guardians of the Galaxy, they killed all but Rocket. Right. right? So they killed Black Panther, which <laughs> is insane that they're going to keep him dead. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, big that day. basically gives so it away. They, uh, I don't know about when I like when I felt the first time when Black Panther like vanished, there were people that like audibly gasped in my theater. Like, <laughs> people were losing their shit when Black Panther disappeared. Dude, when he says Wakanda forever, yeah, that, was, that was pretty, that was pretty awesome. runs down that But you're right. No, big, I mean, Black Panther is the highest grossing comic book movie of all time outside of maybe this one, which is wild. But so then I, I almost think they're they kind of set it up. So I know there's this whole contract shenanigans, you know, like who has contracts going forward, who doesn't. Um, so obviously, Captain America and Tony Stark are both uh, contract ending at the end of this second film. I, I think they kind of set it up. I don't know if this will happen. I think they kind of set it up for the characters that are left alive, left alive to sacrifice themselves for the characters that have died. And then, obviously, the Time Stone, Doctor Strange, and Nick has reported this to me, Doctor Strange functions as the automatic reset for anything they screw up in comic books, right? They just, oh, Doctor Strange comes in and resets everything. With yeah, kind of. Well, well, Thanos uses it. That's actually an awesome use of the Time Stone at the end of this yeah, movie, when he's like, hits the rewind button. Tracking's off a bit, fixes that, and then pushes play again. <laughs> but I think, Big O, you're on to something. I mean, what you're saying is what I hypothesized as well. I think that a soul for a soul, right? So I, I, I have a theory that they're they're trapped. Like all those people that that ashed away are in the uh, <laughs> <laughs> were in the uh, soul stone. It actually kind of makes sense now, as I'm thinking about it. Rocket's kind of the one character who kind of seems to have a limited life because he's a raccoon, right? So he has a raccoon's lifespan. He also has, he even said this in Guardians One, like I don't got that long of a life, anyways. And he also has his his story has really come full circle. If you think about Guardians Two, he really kind of had a lot of development and 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 sees these people as his family now. 
So I think I could see him sacrificing himself for the rest. But if it's so if they're going to kill all of the good characters to bring back these garbage characters. All the shit one. characters, yeah. <laughs> Except Spider-Man and Black Panther. I mean, Spider-Man, you got to bring Spidey back. There's no chance that Spider-Man's not coming back. Spider-Man's not dead and Black Panther's not dead. But it's, I don't They just can't kill those two characters. But I don't think the math works out because then you have like also, if half the there's not enough dead, characters to bring back the characters, right? Like, there's not enough characters that die that bring back the other. And plus, if it's like one for one, what the hell like, are all the other like normal people that disappeared also going to have They're to like fucked. sacrifice themselves for the other people? You know what I mean? Like, I think that I think it's going to be Tony Stark that has to sacrifice himself for everybody. I think that's what. So it's you think be. Stark is the ultimate sacrifice? I do. I, I actually okay. So obviously, you. Me and you, Tim, love Captain America. Yes. I actually think, and I love Captain America, and he's the least character I want to die. I think he is the most likely character to be axed because I think Tony Stark is easily transferable in between all of the universes. And he's, I I don't know how best to put this, but he's just easily transferable between, and he's such a good face for the Marvel franchise in the Avengers so where do you find us? What? <laughs> yeah. So how do you? <laughs> so how do you find us, guys? Um, yeah. So we are uh, timnickcbp at gmail If you want to email us, um, timnickcbp on Twitter. That's at timnick charlie bravo papa cbp hashtag timnickcbp. Uh, we're on what SoundCloud is where we have our bases. Oh, timnickcbp.com. So Tim Nick comic book pick, CBP just the just the letters not comic book picks. I don't think there's a comma. No, I don't think no, commas Tim work Nick, in the URL. C, the letter C, the letter B, the letter P. dot com. We have our casts up there. We got some other great articles. Um, I think we've let, linked to Echo Base yours your Echo Base Gazette. Uh, there, Big O. So why don't you uh, plug that as well? Well, I got to start writing again. Like I said, like all of us have experienced in the last several months. Great uh, sell, Big O. Have gotten involved with our. Uh, hobbies but uh, i'm gonna get back to writing i promise that was a great to the that was, viewers out listeners out there i will get back to writing that was a great sell you really sold us on it <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah hopefully that you know with summer coming around we could we we've got a lot of movies that we need to do i we need to do nick we got to get to our summer movie preview we're going to be fucking three weeks into summer probably before we even get that done but um you know, hopefully everyone's still sticking around listening to this since it's been a while. We appreciate you listening as always, and uh, hopefully we will see you next time. All right. Cheers. See you later. All right. Cheers. <laughs> 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 <laughs>